Welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast, stories of struggle, hope, and survival in the face of colorectal cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein. So this is part two of the holiday 2015 best of the colon cancer podcast where I've pieced together uh, the great words of advice and inspiration from some of our amazing colon cancer survivor heroes. And uh, I just want to wish all of my listeners a happy, most importantly, healthy 2016 May the year ahead bring all of you good health, happiness, and peace. Join me now as I share the great words of advice and inspiration from the following colon cancer heroes. Tony Pace, Claudia Kiddock, Cherie Garcia, Sue Kittera, Mark Arsenault, Amy Marish, Sherry Gravesmith, and Don Iker. I think at the end of the day, it's a different journey for everyone who takes it. Uh, Therefore, I have uh, no judgments on direction that people choose to go. You know, some 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 people follow a journey rather rather quickly. Some are short. Uh, The biggest thing I can say is it's typically uh, not a death sentence. Um, However, with that being said, you need to enjoy every day that you have because it's, it's a new day for you. I think the message is there's hope. Um, I think the message is this is going to be difficult. Um, I think the message is it's going to change you and your family and people that love you forever. Um, it's a journey you didn't choose, but the changes can be good and, and the changes can make you stronger and, and make your family stronger um, and bring a level of honesty and, and love that might have been there before, but now is going to be much sharper and much better. I think that we forget that cancer is not a death sentence anymore, so to speak. And, um, I, I, I would say, and that's the biggest thing that, um, that's the biggest thing that I I think it's scary, right? You're like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. Like that's that, I mean, that's what I thought. So I would, I would stress the fact that no, you're not going to die. Like, like don't think that way, clear your mind, um, be positive. And I know that that's easier said than done. But it's important to surround yourself with people that are positive and 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 supportive. And and I I I would suggest not hiding from the world, not not hiding that you have cancer. Um, Share it. Talk about it. Um, That has been my therapy. You know, this disease is not you know, the most comfortable disease to talk about. Like nobody wants to hear that I have a tumor in my rectum. Like that's not an attractive thing to talk about, but it's real. And I've learned to have my therapy is talking about it and writing about it. And I would suggest 
to anyone that was newly diagnosed to surround yourself with that type of energy, people that are embracing it and trying to do better and make a difference and, and use this as a, a positive tool, um, not a negative one. And it's funny because one of my best friends just told me yesterday that she was diagnosed with stage three lung cancer. So I actually was on the phone last night doing this. Um, I think it certainly depends on their diagnosis. If it's an early stage cancer and they're going to be able to, you know, sort of talk through the treatments and move on, uh, I, you know, it's going to, that's a, a different message than if you're someone who is telling me that you have metastatic cancer. Um, I think the more difficult, obviously, the more difficult diagnosis, I think my message that I sort of preach over and over again is, you know, don't listen to those statistics. They're by nature, uh, you know, they're five years old. Um, don't listen to someone. Don't allow someone to tell you that you can't be treated, you can't be cured, that you have a limited amount of time if no one knows that. And uh, I would you know, say, go out and, and find uh, find your life. Uh, you know, don't allow this to be something that um, takes over and takes you down because it doesn't have to. Uh, there are all kinds of things out there that, that are being offered to people now. And there's a, I, I believe, a paradigm shift happening right now in the field of oncology where um, we're going to see some really new things in the next, five to ten years, and um, there's no reason why you can't live with this disease. I mean, I'm a prime example of someone who does. I mean, there's no reason why you should accept the death penalty. Ignore the odds. Um, when I was first diagnosed, you know, I had people, even my, my doctor, telling me about percentages, chances of survival, things of that nature. And you know what? The bottom line is none of it, none of it matters. Uh, everybody is different. There's always the possibility, and I'd say even likelihood, of variables that are unseen. Um, you know, whether somebody is very strong in their in their faith, uh, spiritual, or they, it, you know, embrace the idea that attitude has a huge impact on health and healing. Uh, whether there are new treatments coming, whatever angle you need to look at the situation and understand that. Colon cancer is survivable and that you can survive. That has to be in the forefront of your mind. Um, it would, would have been really easy to sit there and look at the odds and think, well, you know, the likelihood is that, you know, I could die and focus on that and, and getting my will and all those things in order. But the, I believe that you attract what you focus on, you know, where your where your focus goes, the energy flows. So. You know, I, I made a decision early on. We talked about looking at this from uh, almost from a warrior standpoint. And I don't think anybody goes into uh, a fight with the intent of losing. Um, I had to I had to believe that I could and would win. And so for anybody that's that's dealing with the diagnosis uh, for the first time, don't focus on articles and don't ask those questions about what are my chances of survival? Because I think ultimately it's more up to the individual than it is to anyone else or anything else. Please understand that your friend or your loved one is really overwhelmed and um, 
just try to be there for them. Try not to be afraid to call them up or send them a text message or, you know, communicate with them. Um, and, and, and if you're really their friend, you know, offer to stop by or offer to take them out. They might say yes. Um, and, and don't tell them what you saw on the internet will cure them. And don't tell them that you had a friend who died of the same thing. Oh, heavens, please. <laughs> um, but really, you know, just know that it'll really help them to feel that you're there for them. And just little tiny bits of communication will, will I think, for the most part, will really comfort your friend because it's very, very lonely to be diagnosed with cancer and, um, and very terrifying. And so if you can be like a normal person in their life and you can say, you know, hey, did you watch the tennis today? Or, you know, you can <laughs> present something of um, their human world that's not so cancery. They're, they're going to love you for it. First, take a deep breath. Try not to get too far ahead and think about what's going to happen a year from now, five years from now, or 10 years from now. In that moment, do the best that you can the situation that you're in. And don't think of this as being a, a death sentence. Life can be full. Life can be rich. And one can live a productive life even with this going on. One of the initial things that really helped me was reaching out to my insurance company and finding out what uh, what benefits I had, what resources I had. Find a support group. And I'm not saying that that necessarily means to join a support group. Um, a person's support group may be their immediate family. It may be a church group or people that they work with. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for help. That was one of the hardest things for me. I was so accustomed to being completely independent. This lawyer who would fly around everywhere and negotiating these deals. I had to learn that I could ask for help and still keep my dignity. But um, life isn't over. I, I have this thing for me where I look for grace every day. And what I mean by that is, let's say I am in pain and someone brings me my medicine and I'm no longer in pain. I don't focus on the fact that I was in pain. I focus on the fact that compassion was shown and I'm not in pain anymore. I think what I had to do was wrap my mind around the fact that I was in a fight for my life, but the way I looked at the fight was going to really be a direct, it was going to have a direct correlation to what my mindset was. 
And I would just tell people that it's going to be okay. It's just a matter of doing the best that you can with the situation that you're in and not hitting the panic button. Another thing that I really find said if, if someone had told me eight years ago that I would still be undergoing treatments, I would have been completely overwhelmed. And I would have thought there's no way I can do this. And I may have may have said, I don't want to do this. Don't borrow problems that don't exist today. Just take it a day at a time. And in that day, try to live life to the fullest. Don't believe the statistics. You're not a statistic. And one thing I think some of the best advice I ever received was that cancer is like a snowflake. Every person is like a snowflake. We're all unique and we're all individuals. And just because someone else did poorly or did well does not predict what's going to happen with you. But what you can do is you can take control over things like your diet, exercise, and a positive attitude, whether you're going to therapy or whether you're going um, to do Reiki healing or whatever makes you feel good and feel in control of something. Because a lot of times you feel out of control because because everything is. Um, you know, but believe in yourself and believe that there's always hope because there is, you know, there's an 8% chance that I'll make it according to the statistics and I'm going to blow right by them. And I believe that. And if I don't believe that, I think I'm putting myself at a much greater risk of, of passing from this disease. So stay positive And, you know, just if your medical team isn't doing it for you, find another one. You know, I've, I've already gotten through, I think, six oncologists. But you have to go, you have to wait until you find the perfect team for you and you have to find the right surgeons and the right doctors and make sure that you believe in your treatment plan and stick to it and, and just fight like hell. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Notes from this episode can be found on our website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on our website, on iTunes, or on the Stitcher app for listeners using an Android device. If you or a loved one has a question about colon cancer, please visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at www.ccalliance.org. Again, that's www.ccalliance.org. You can also email your questions to us at info at Thanks again for listening. Be well, everyone.